What's up, fight fans? Have I got a treat for you today. This video is all about submissions, not your run-of-the-mill stuff either. I'm not talking about triangles and rear-naked chokes. These are 35, yes, 35 of the rarest submissions you will ever see in mixed martial arts. And I already know what you're thinking. You're going to write in the comments before the video starts. Haven't watched the video yet, but a twister is definitely going to be in there. Ha! A twister? That's as common as a guillotine choke for this list. Now, where did I get all these crazy subs? I can't take literally any credit whatsoever. Jason and Balian came up with a bunch of these as I sat there and took notes, and then we brought in a ringer, the MMA god known as Kaposa, who was like, here's 700 more that you lesser mortals were entirely unaware of. And so today we're going to rapid fire through these things and have a blast doing it. Whoa, 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 hang on, wait a minute. It's UFC 282 this weekend. Yes, I know we're not getting Glover versus Yuri, but there's still a hell of a lot of action. We've got Jan Blachowicz versus Ankalaev, which is for the vacant title. We've got Paddy the Baddy versus Jared Gordon, which is a proper test for Paddy in the UFC. And maybe my favorite, two undefeated guys who got Bryce Mitchell taking on Ilya Teporia. That is going to be a grappling masterclass. It's banger after banger on this card, okay? Thank you, MMA gods. And you lot know what that means by now. My bookie is back. Use promo code MMA on point and a deposit of $500 or more, and you can claim a bonus of up to $200 before UFC 282. All right, thank you very much, my bookie. Back to the video. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 35 of the most incredibly rare submissions in MMA history. Now, before we start, obviously this isn't a traditionally formatted list. We'll be going through these pretty fast, and because there are so many, we're not really ranking them as they're all very rare. That said, I did try to build the video up as it went along, but it feels silly and maybe impossible to count down from 35, so not literally count down from 35. I can do that, I meant in the context of the video, so you won't be hearing me shout numbers out every 30 seconds or so, but the the list will build as we go along. I'm explaining too much. Let's just have some fun. First up, Mark Kerr versus Dan Bobish at UFC 14. Kicking it off with the old school talk about rare you can't even do this anymore. Mark Kerr, the smashing machine himself at the height of his smashiness, won the UFC 14 tournament by defeating Dan Bobish with a chin to the eye. What's this technique called? It doesn't have a name. It's just a chin and a very Chad chin, I might say, smashing someone's eyeball. Joe Vitapo versus Mike Bernard, Bellator 80. Speaking of simple, awful submissions, nothing fancy here, nothing to replay like three times to figure out exactly what happened, nope, just Joe Vitapo at Bellator 80 with his shin on Mike Bernhard's neck. Pressure from the shin on the neck, cutting off blood until he's forced to tap. Obviously, there's a bit more going on here with position and everything, but yeah, shin choke, super low-tech and super rare. Nick Diaz versus Takanori Gomi, Pride 33. What a classic this one is, Diaz and Gomi had a banger of a fight that would end with the ultra-rare Gogo Plata finished by Nick. The only other person I can remember pulling this off is the fucking Undertaker, and he's not real. Sadly, this badass win was overturned by Nevada because of the Devil's Lettuce, but it's still top tier in my book. Vinny Magales versus Victor Nemkov, M1 Challenge 25. You know what's cooler than a Gogo Plata, though? No offense, Undertaker. A Gogo Plata neck crank. That's what you're witnessing right now from Nogi World Champ Vinny Magales. The sub earned him the M1 Light Heavyweight title, which just adds to the prestige of such a rare MMA finish. Anderson Silva versus Rio Chonin, Pride Shockwave 2004. Anything flying is going to shock and amaze, but Rio Chonin set his name in stone in the MMA histories by scoring an insanely rare flying scissor heel hook on one of the greatest fighters ever. A shocking finish even at the time before Silva was god tier. How about a bonus finish? Aviv Gozali rolling into his heel hook at Bellator 225 to earn the fastest sub in the promotion's history at just 22 seconds. He went right for an Imanari roll. Right now he's in a position to get this heel hook. <laughs> 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 
damn, I say goddamn. Sergey Karatanov versus Geronimo Dos Santos, M1 Challenge 81. Just gonna start this entry off by saying that more events need to take place in the middle of some random mountains. Unkillable 20-year MMA vet Sergey Karatanov got one of the rarest and most hilarious wins of his career a full 17 years in, and it was just about the craftiest of veteran moves. Generally speaking, when you have the back mount in jiu-jitsu, you don't want to cross your ankles because it can leave you open to a very simple ankle lock counter, and this is something you learn very early on, which is exactly what happened to Dos Santos here. Oh, he tapped! He tapped to an ankle lock! He done an ankle lock! And is why Karatanov's reaction is just like, well, okay then. It's also why it's so rare and made this video. AJ McKee versus Darian Caldwell, Bellator 253. I remember when I saw AJ pull this off live, I didn't have a fucking clue what to call it, but it already had a name as it turns out, the 100% neck crank. I prefer the McKeatine as AJ coined it. That's fantastic marketing, and my god, what a win. He would pull this one off a little over a minute into the Bellator Featherweight World Grand Prix semifinal. That dude owned that whole tournament. That type of stuff will tend to wear your gas tank out as the round goes on. Jeff Rexroad versus Lucas Pimenta, Legacy FC14. Is there a cooler last name than Rexroad? I seriously can't think of any off the top of my head. McLovin? Jeff's career was brief, but the highlight was absolutely this rare modified triangle he used to secure interim gold at Legacy FC 14. The submission dubbed the Rex Angle, again, how fucking cool, was something he'd considered after reading some Eddie Bravo books and watching a few of his DVDs. That was the last fight of his career, too. What a legend, the forever interim champ. Kenny Robertson versus Brock Jardine, UFC 157. We had to include the Suloev stretch. They might not be as rare today, but in 2013, when Kenny pulled it off at 157, it was the first in UFC history. The second and third would come bizarrely on the same night, five years later at UFC 228, when Aljamain Sterling hit the super rare knee bar over Cody Stamen, and then Dr. Zabit Magomed Sheripov said, oh, that looks like fun, I think I'll do that to Brandon Davis. And shout out to Patchy Mix for his that next year at Bellator 232. Looks painful as shit, watch your legs, folks. That is a painful maneuver. Adam DeHart versus Amir Dadovich, Legacy FC 53. This is another one of those subs that I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that, as I'm not a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. I mean, in theory, this hip crank by Adam DeHart makes sense when you see it. You're not wondering what the problem is here. It looks incredibly painful. I just never would have thought to do that in that particular fashion. And whether it's rare because it's hard to pull off an MMA or there's easier options, I don't know. But you definitely don't see that every day, do you? Mahmoud Ahmed versus Tarek Amar, Kadya MMA 1. They call him the Jiu-Jitsu Kid, which might be a top 25 all-time nickname. And man oh man, did Ahmed live up to that name with this Frankenstein sub. Hey, you got peanut butter in my chocolate, I got chocolate in your peanut butter. Wow, a calf slicer and a rear naked choke really taste great together. Who knew, right? I love it. That looks horrifying. It will haunt my dreams technical expertise, managerial innovations, unstoppable. Toby Amada versus Jorge Masvidal, Bellator 5. Long before Gamebred was a household name, handing out three pieces, he was working his way up the ladder and saw a pretty spectacular setback courtesy of Toby Amada in the form of a standing inverted triangle choke. Jorge was laying into Toby for the better part of three rounds until he got caught up in this rare sub and taken to the upside down. Chrissy, wake up, I don't like this. Oh, Masvidal's unconscious! 
Mateo Santos versus Alexander Volodin, OFC 2. You are going to love this one, I promise. So Alex here really early on in the fight, he's working for an Omoplata, and then seemingly out of nowhere, he just taps. So is Santos a scanner and was threatening to blow up his head with telekinesis? Nope, he pulled off a toehold with the assist of his head and neck. How in the actual fuck? What an insane and very specific scenario to have played out in just 45 seconds. Alexander Oksuka versus Mike Bork, Pride 11. The armbar is a staple of mixed martial arts and has been since the beginning. Although they do seem rarer and rarer, I wonder if that's because they're easily avoided with everybody having smartened up about submissions. I don't know, but I bet this guy was never aware this could happen. Big boy fighting in his tank top, Mike Bork at Pride 11. He was pounding on Alex Otska when he ended up in a double armbar. Awesomely, Eddie Bravo was on commentary that night and said he'd never seen it. So, I mean, how the hell could this not make the list? Matt Hughes versus Ricardo Almeida, UFC 117. This one blew Joe Rogan's mind on the broadcast, and rightfully so. If you weren't thinking that country boy Matt Hughes would get a submission win over multiple-time Brazilian national champion and world's runner-up fourth-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu Ricardo Almeida, you wouldn't have been alone, but you probably discounted the Dave Schultz front headlock, which is something you probably didn't know existed until I said that unless you're a wrestler or a fighter. Hughes put Ricardo to sleep with it too. Absolutely the most impressive and rarest submission of his career. Jerry Bolander versus Nick Sanzo, UFC 12. If you've watched MMA for any number of years, you know that the crucifix is pretty much a position that does not bode well for you in any way, shape, or form as you're nearly entirely helpless. But let me introduce you to the crucifix neck crank, or sometimes called the reverse full Nelson if you're nasty. Jerry Bolander won the UFC 12 tournament with the submission, and many, many years later, Kuniyoshi Hironaka would score one at Fight Network ZST. That does not look fun at all. Nick Pace versus Will Camposano, tough 12 finale. The MMA career of Nick Pace isn't particularly notable, but for one reason, and that is the submission he scored in the third round of his only UFC victory, a submission he told Joe Rogan he just made up on the fly as he went, thus dubbing it the Pace Choke, which is what it's commonly called today. It's also known as the Pillory Choke, but there is some contention online about exactly what it is he did and whether the finish was something called the Anemo Choke. It's way too inside baseball for me, but cool fucking sub, right? Now, Yukiko Tani versus Daisuke Nakamura, ZST22. You know, for as complex as the ground game can get, at the end of the day, so much of what we want to do is just thing go squeezy on neck. And perhaps one of the purest forms of such a finish would be now Yukiko Tani's leg scissors choke at ZST22. The blood's getting cut off, and good night, sir. Kotani is somewhat of a submission unicorn, as we featured him earlier getting crucifix neck cranked. How about some bonus leg scissors for you? Ayaka Homosaki getting the job done at Ryzen 26 with him. Thing goes squeezy on neck. Boss Rutan versus Osami Shibuya, Pancrase 1997 anniversary show. Who better to do the Boss Rutan neck crank than Boss Rutan, right? While he has coined the phrase, this is also known as the body crunch, and man, that just looks like a whole lot of not very fun. It is incredibly fitting that Boss would come up with such a brutal move. He's not the only one to do it, though. Shout out to Siabush Golmamadov, who replicated it perfectly at UAE Warrior 7 in 2019, over 20 years after Boss. That's pretty awesome. Christian Lozen versus Wesley Golden Island Fights 53. Generally speaking, the name of a submission gives you a good sense of what it does, but it isn't inherently obvious with the banana split, which is, of course, a delicious dessert, so it's not entirely clear what the name entails as it relates to forcing someone to quit a fight. But one look at Christian Lozen pulling it off at Island Fights, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I would call that a banana split. Oh my goodness. Not looking too good. He taps, and it's gone! Christian Lozen!
Wow. Some extra groin massacring action here. Goofster Jose Perez at CFFC 91 and Kirill Horobites at WWFC 14 in Ukraine. I'm going to go on the record and say this submission should be banned. Giorgio Rodriguez versus Ken Jackson, Brazil Fight 7. This is definitely the most brutal sub on this list. It's known as the Dog Bar, and it's, well, you'll see. Giorgio Rodriguez is the submitter here. This is essentially a reverse knee bar, and the work is done with the legs. Oh, that's fully extended, and I'm guessing Ken Jackson still isn't exactly walking great these days. Nobody tell Paul Harris about this one. Luca Poclete versus Dante Skiro, Bellator 285. What do you even call this finish by Luca Poclete besides rare as shit? Even the referee was super late to hop in because I'm not sure he even knew that somebody was going to sleep. People are calling it a reverse arm triangle, but like half the discussion on Bellator's Twitter post about the finish, that saw nearly a million views despite being a prelim between two fighters most people couldn't name, was about what the hell this even was. So yeah, I think that qualifies for the list. There it comes, and once it comes up, it up to the top. He's out. Wow! Ibrahim Askubov versus Gorgi Sukiev, ACA Young Eagles 18. Not only is it one of the rarest, but one of the weirdest looking subs in the sport, the buggy choke. Your average fan probably can't tell who's doing what. Hell, probably your seasoned fan, but Askubov, the dude is only 18 here, by the way. What a start to adulthood. He's the one scoring one of the rarest subs in all of MMA. And not only does he do so, but he gets the oh-so-sweet technical submission. Sleepy night-night time for Gorgi. You gotta love it. Joshua Paschiao versus Ponsiri Mitsuti, one reign of kings. This shit is wild. Dude gets the back, you think he's going to secure a rear naked choke. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast, right? No, you're wrong. He starts cranking Mitsuti's arm like he's trying to pull a chicken leg off a rotisserie. Paschiao calls it the passion lock. Wikipedia says it's just a hammer lock. I'm going with the dude who did it and not some nerd on the internet who edits wikis. You know what, that was out of line. I'm sorry, you actually provide a vital service. But passion lock sounds way cooler and that's what we're going with. John O'Mears versus Aaron Jones, FCC 19. Did you think pro wrestling was fake? Ha, what an idiot. It's realer than UFC, bro. And John O'Mears proved it in the bizarre finish of his regional show bout in 2017. He hit his opponent with the fucking Boston Crab. Boston oh, Crab! Boston oh, Crab! Oh, oh, he's got it! And it actually worked, or at least seemed to work. Not everybody's convinced this fight was real, but why would you fake something so goddamn ridiculous? Yes, that's right, as seen most famously in the arsenal of Chris Jericho, the model Rick Martel, and Nobuhiko Takada, he should have finished Coleman with it, the Boston Crab. I feel super bad for Jones here, that was his pro debut, he went 0-5 and then retired. Let's move on to more fun stuff. Kumerbek Arikbaev versus Altin Bek Parpiev, WEF 35. Alright, we've reached the last one, and I think it's a truly fitting ending. A top spot of sorts. Alright, let's take a look. Go ahead and try to figure out what's happening right now. Go ahead. You've probably seen guys in this position a million times, right? Nope, you're wrong. There's a sub being secured right now. Kumerbeck just landed the ultra-rare Scorpion Crunch. He's crushing the dude's ribs. And you thought Xenia Anatop's favorite way to kill in GoldenEye wasn't real. According to Kaposa, this sub can make people hurl sometimes. The name sounds like a move out of Street Fighter. I've never seen it before, and I doubt I'll ever see it again, so it's as good a way to end a list of rare subs as any. Alright then, before we go, thanks again to my bookie for sponsoring this video. So, when you sign up, use promo code MMA on point on the deposit of $500 or more and claim a bonus of up to $200. Just make sure you take advantage of it before UFC 282. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
A big ol' shout out to the one and only Luke Taylor for the edit on this video. Rapid fire subs for 13 minutes, that's gotta be tough, so show him some love on his socials please. As well as Ben Rosette of course for the sweet wonderful tunes. Know some other rare crazy sub we missed? Let us know in the comments and if you feel like making my day, liking and subscribing would definitely do the trick. Thanks again for watching and protect your necks out there fight fans.